with a song called Piduf Toplusa, and that translates as I'm going to drown, and that is a song, a cover of a song uh, that was uh, composed and recorded many and performed many times by Andriy Mikolaychuk, and that harkens back to the Glasnost era and uh, post-Soviet years 30-plus years ago. Again, that was Shistko and Piduf Toplusia. Dobry večer, šanovni radio sluhači, ta vitaju vas vsih na radio predaču Naš Holos, radio Krinskoho Korinja, na Bahatomovni radio stanci AM 1320 CHMB v misti Vancouveri. Pri mikrofoni Pavlina Makori, djakuju što rišala je porebute zimnoju nastupnu hodinu. Hello there and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio coming to you on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. I'm your host, Paulette Demchuk-McQuarrie, Pokolinska Pavlina, and I'm so delighted that you've joined me for this hour. On this week's program, Ukrainian Jewish Heritage from the Audio Archives, Part 3 of a four-part series on the currencies of Ukraine and Israel and the personalities that grace those banknotes and coins. As well, a book review on Knishka Corner of a book about an unknown aspect of the Holocaust that took place in Eastern Europe. So stay tuned for that, as well, our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music and an eclectic mix today. 
Coming up next, Privit from Montreal and Chas Vesnyanoho Roslevu, which translates as Spring Torrent. Thanks to the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Shevchenko Foundation has been investing in the future of the Ukrainian-Canadian community for the past 60 years. Since 1963, the Shevchenko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage. These include fine and performing artists and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media including this program. 
The Foundation strives to become the premier not-for-profit foundation in a Canada which acknowledges the Ukrainian-Canadian community as a fundamental component of Canadian society. Nash Holos listeners are encouraged to support this vision through continued donations into the future. To apply for grants, make a donation, or for more information, visit www.shochenkofoundation.ca. Canada's National Ukrainian Festival returns to Dauphin, Manitoba, August 4th to 6th. It's three incredible days of Ukrainian music, dancing, food, and interactive family fun with amazing dance groups and fantastic party bands on four feature stages. Celebrate Ukrainian culture at the Salah Festival site near Dauphin, Manitoba, August 4th to 6th. Order your day, weekend, and camping passes online at cnuf.ca. Шануй мене, мій маленький, бо нялиш крихітка. Як не нимиш шанувати, не будеш нямати, бо я тобі не грушечка в саду коштувати. Бо грушечку покуштуєш, та й далі закинеш. А без неї молодої марно ти загинеш. Було тобі не рубати зеленого дуба, Було тобі та й не брати, коли ти не люба. Hey! Не рубати зеленого дуба Було тобі, та й не брати, коли ти не люба Було милий не ламати зелену ліщину Було милий, та й не брати ха, молоду дівчину From Ukraine, Volodymyr Verminsky with Oy Upoli Ruta Ruta. In the field, there is a Red Rue, a popular and traditional Ukrainian folk song, done a little more modern version. Coming up next, another Ukrainian singer, very popular, prolific. Uh, he was a big, big name in Ukraine back in the 80s and uh, 
90s. He's now residing in Toronto, still going strong. Uh, here he is now with a fairly new release, Chorinakava, Black Coffee. Я чорная кава зале, тільки я кину місто кохане своє, всюди за мною буде блукати в світах чорної кави, запах, яким я пропав. Із коханою чорна якава звела Всі перепони, що були між нами, смела Чорна якава в жилах у мене пливе Наше кохання у чорній каві живе Чорна кава, це львівських вулиць напій. Чорна кава, це вечір розкішний мій. Чорну каву зі мною мій друже пий. В чорній каві і нині присно Кав'ярні млосно горають жінки В львівській кав'ярні вчуєш останні плітки Хтось від дощу у кав'ярні рятунку шукав Хтось від сім'ї і печалі на каву тікав Чорна кава, це львівських вулиць напій. Чорна кава, це вечір розкішний бій. Чорну каву зі мною ми друже пій. В чорній каві і нині прісно Чорна кава, це львівських вулиць напій. Чорна кава, це вечір розкішний. Чорну каву зі мною мій друже пий. Welcome to Knizhka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik, Ukrainian stories in English. In this edition of Knizhka Corner, we will be discussing Ron Vossler's memoir, Hitler's Basement. Much has been written about Nazi concentration camps, but little has been written about the Nazi massacres of Jews on Ukrainian soil and the peasants who witnessed and participated in these horrific events. In Hitler's Basement, Ron Vossler reveals the little-known story of the Nazi murder of thousands of Jews in the region of Transnistria, a region of Ukraine currently bordered by eastern Moldova. Vossler's relatives came from this area and were known as the Volksdeutsch, a German minority living outside Germany. His search for the truth about the events of these massacres and the role of the Volksdeutsch is the core of this book. It is a story which reveals rivers of red, a kingdom of death. Ron Vossler was a literature professor in North Dakota when he became interested in the murders of Jews in the Transnistria area. 
His relatives came from this area of Ukraine. As a young person, he knew very little about these events because no one ever talked about them in North Dakota. However, the Volksdeutsch culture and history were very important in the community. As a child, he happily played World War II war games. And so it was left to us, the settlers' grandchildren, to unconsciously work out in our play the unspoken contradictions of our confusing history. His group of friends nicknamed an older, eccentric man in the community Hitler and used his house as a base camp for their wartime adventures. Was he really a Nazi? After a visit to his elderly Volksdeutsch relatives in California, Vossler becomes aware of a very close family connection to a famous Nazi, George Liebrandt. He was a scholar and writer about German genealogy in the United States, but he was also one of 15 Nazis at the infamous Wannsee Conference, which formalized the murder of the Jews, the first ugly tentacle of the Holocaust, rising from the murky depths of Volksdeutsch history. At first, Vossler does not want to face his community's connections to the Holocaust. However, he soon becomes obsessed with the question, did the Volksdeutsch settlers of Transnistria participate in murdering the Jews during the Nazi occupation in World War II? His obsession takes him on a trip to Ukraine, where he researches the kingdom of death in Transnistria from 1941 to 1944. At first, he is shocked by the number of Jews transported from Odessa to small villages in the area to be massacred. He assumes these murders were committed by the Nancy death squads, named the Eisatzgruppen. However, he comes to realize that the Volksdeutsch villagers were at times observers of the killings, and in some cases, they actively participated in them. He returns home to teach but cannot leave the idea alone. He receives a Fulbright Fellowship, which required him to teach at the National University in Nikolaev. While researching his project, Ukraine's Labyrinth of Memory and the Role of the Rastat Volksdeutsch Police in the Transnistrian Holocaust. His research reveals not only extensive evidence of Volksdeutsch involvement in the Jewish massacres, but also the involvement of Vossler's family members and the man in his hometown he had nicknamed Hitler. This very personal memoir is an important addition to the historical record about the open-air Holocaust of the Jews by the Nazi rulers in Ukraine from 1941 to 1944. Father Patrick Dubois also wrote about these events in The Holocaust by Bullets and In Broad Daylight. Vossler concentrates on the Volksdeutsch involvement in these massacres. The details are very graphic. There are descriptions of ovens, bone fragments, rapes, and massive shootings. Bullet casings, archival materials, and witness accounts all provided evidence of events that had long been hidden from worldview. There are several stories of Volksdeutsch villagers sheltering Jews and saving them. However, there are also stories of the participation of young Volksdeutsch men in the mass murders. Vossler is a Fulbright scholar whose strength is researching historical events. He gives readers a lengthy description of Volksdeutsch history, how they arrived in Transnistria, how they survived the Holodomor and Stalin's purges, how they viewed the Jewish massacres in their villages, and how they participated in these massacres. His personal feelings are interspersed with his experiences. I don't quite believe it somehow, because it contradicts everything I know about the fundamental decency and religious nature of the Volksdeutsch. Hitler's Basement is a heartbreaking but intensely compelling book. Ron Vossler is a Fulbright scholar, freelance writer, and teacher of writing at the University of North Dakota. 
He has written books, documentary films, articles, and poems. His works have appeared in numerous journals, websites, and on North Dakota Public Radio. His documentary film, We'll Meet Again in Heaven, premiered on Prairie Public Television in July 2007. Vossler is a resident of East Grand Forks, Minnesota. Hitler's Basement is available at Chapters Indigo and Amazon. Thanks, Myra. Join us again soon for another edition of Kanishka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik, here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Up next, a young contemporary Ukrainian singer by the name of Rendezvous with Hutsuka Ksenia, an original composition by Ukrainian-Canadian composer Bogdan Veselovsky. Темна нічка горе вкрила, полонину всю залила, а в ній поста сніжно біла, луцу ксеню ні пізна. Він дивився ваші сині. Тихо спершись на соснині, і слова палки любові він до неї промовляв. У цулко ксеню, я тобі на трембіті, лиш одній цілі світі. Скажу про любов, душа страждає, звук тримбіти лунає, а що серце кохає, богаряче можа. Вже пройшло гаряче літо. Гуцул іншу любив скрито, а гуцулку чорнопрову він в останню ніч прощав. Чермоша грали хвилі, сумували гоші сині, тільки вітер на соснині. Сумну пісню вигравав. Гуцулко Ксеню, я тобі на тримбіті, Лиш одній зілі в світі розкажу про любов. Душа страждає, звук тримбіти, Що серце кохає, Богаряче мовша. Така любов буває раз ніколи. Вона ж промчить над зламаним життям. За нею будуть бігти видноколи. Вона ж порве нам спокій до струни. Вона ж слова поспалює в устами. Спини мене, спини і схамени. Душа страждає. Millennia from Edmonton from their most recent CD, Budmohe, and a song all about Marichka.
Ukrainian Jewish Heritage on Nasholus Ukrainian Roots Radio, discovering unknown and untold stories from the past and present of Ukraine's rich Jewish heritage. In the last two episodes of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage, we learned that several Jews from Ukrainian territories have been awarded one of Israel's highest honors, their portraits depicted on the state's banknotes and coins and that Ukraine has returned the favor. In Episode 1, the focus was on the respective histories of the currencies of Israel and Ukraine. In Episode 2, we introduced four prominent Jews on Israel's currency who were born in Ukraine. The poet Chaim Neman Bialik, who is considered Israel's national poet, Volodymyr Zayev Yabotinsky, whose legacy includes the Betar Youth Movement and the Likud Party, Levi Eshkol, who built the foundation of Israel's modern infrastructure, as well as the army that won the Six-Day War, and Golda Meir, Israel's most famous female politician. Today, four more natives of Ukraine on Israel's currency. Moshe Sheret, Israel's second prime minister, was born in 1894 in Kherson. His family emigrated to Ottoman Palestine in 1906, then to Jaffa in 1910. The family became one of the founding families of Tel Aviv. After Israel's proclamation of independence, Moshe Sheret changed his surname to Shertok. Like the majority of the founding fathers of Israel, Moshe Shertok devoted his life to helping the Jews gain statehood. During the 1948 Arab-Israeli War, he was foreign minister for the Provisional Government of Israel. For two years, 1954 and 1955, he served as Prime Minister of the State of Israel. Shertok is not considered one of the country's most successful Prime Ministers. Nevertheless, due to his fluency in eight languages, formidable negotiating skills, and personal charisma, this native of Kherson is regarded as the founder of Israeli diplomacy. 
1999, the Bank of Israel started issuing 20 Israeli New Shekel banknotes featuring Moshe Sheret or Shertok. They are currently still in circulation. The renowned Israeli writer and Nobel Prize laureate Shmael Yosef Agnon was born in 1888 in the town of Buchach in the Austro-Hungarian Empire in what is today the Ternopil Oblast of Ukraine. Growing up, Yiddish was the language of the house in his family home, and Hebrew the language of the religious books he studied. He was also fluent in Ukrainian. Several of his short stories have Ukrainian themes. Agnon began writing Yiddish and Hebrew poems in childhood, and was already being published by the time he was a teenager. He then turned to short stories and novels, written initially in Yiddish. They documented the shtetl world of his youth and a traditional way of life that would not last. In 1907, Agnon emigrated to Palestine. There he embraced Zionism and a more secular lifestyle and wrote in Hebrew. Buchach, however, had a place in his literary work for the rest of his life. The feeling was mutual. In recent years, the Agnon Literary Center was established in Buchach. In 1966, Agnon was awarded the Nobel Prize in Literature. He was the first Hebrew-language writer to win the award. His novel, A Guest for the Night, is based on a visit Agnon made in 1930 to Buchach. It was released in September 1939, the month Nazi Germany invaded Poland, an eerie and tragically prophetic irony of timing. Shmuel Yosef Agnon appears on the 50 Israeli New Shekel banknote, which the Bank of Israel started issuing in 1999. They are currently still in circulation. The second president of Israel, Yitzhak Ben-Zvi, was born Isaac Shizim Shalevich in Poltava in 1884. He studied at the Poltava Gymnasium and Kiev University. In the Poltava of the early 1900s, Ben-Zvi engaged in the same kind of activities as his contemporary Yabotinsky in Odessa. He built up the Jewish political movement and organized anti-pogrom defense forces. He immigrated to Palestine in 1907, settling in Jaffa. In 1908, he helped found Hashomer, a self-defense organization for Jewish agricultural settlements. In 1909, in Jerusalem, he founded Palestine's first Hebrew high school. In 1915, Ben-Zvi was exiled from Palestine by the Turks. He traveled to the United States, where, with David Ben-Gurion, he helped found a Zionist pioneer youth organization and the Jewish Legion, which fought alongside the Allies during World War I. He and Ben-Gurion later also founded the Mapai Party, which became a leading political force in Israel. After his return to Palestine, Ben-Zvi helped create the Jewish National Council, which represented 90% of the Jewish community in the British Mandate in Palestine from 1920 to 1948. Ben-Zvi became chairman of the council in 1931 and president in 1944. Ben-Zvi was one of the signatories to Israel's Declaration of Independence on May 14, 1948. The following year, he was elected to the Knesset. He became President of Israel in 1952, a position he held until his death in 1963. He was also a noted scholar of Middle Eastern history and archaeology. Ben-Zvi is depicted on the 100 Israeli New Shekel banknote, which the Bank of Israel began issuing in 1999. They are currently still in circulation. The renowned Hebrew poet Saul Chernichovsky was born in 1875 in the village of Mikhailivka, now in Zaporizhia Oblast in Ukraine. He grew up in a religious home and attended a modern Hebrew school. At age 14, he was sent to Odessa to further his education. He studied medicine in Heidelberg and completed his medical studies in Lausanne in 1905. He also studied and became fluent in several European languages. Chernichovsky began writing poems in his childhood and later translated into Hebrew 
classics ranging from the Epic of Gilgamesh to Byron. He published his first poems in Odessa, where he studied from 1890 to 1892 and became active in Zionist circles. Living in Odessa in the early 20th century and writing poetry in Hebrew, Chernichovsky inevitably became acquainted with Chaim Naman Bialik. Like Bialik, Chernichovsky moved from Soviet Odessa to Berlin and then to Palestine with a brief time spent in the United States. The 50 Israeli New Shekel banknotes depict Saul Chernichovsky. The Bank of Israel started issuing these banknotes in 2014. They are currently still in circulation. Several religious figures have criticized this decision of the Bank of Israel. A top Sephardi rabbi ruled recently that religious people should not look at the 50 shekel banknote, which carries the image of Saul Chernichovsky, because the poet was married to a devout and pious Christian woman. Nonetheless, Chernichovsky is considered one of modern Hebrew's greatest poets, and his image remains on the banknotes. More information about natives of Ukraine depicted on Israeli currency, as well as photos and illustrations, can be found at the website of the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter in Ukrainian and in English translation. In the next edition of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage, prominent Jewish figures depicted on Ukraine's currency. I'm Pavlina, producer and host of Nasholas Ukrainian Roots Radio. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage. Until next time, Shalom. Join us again soon for another episode of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio.
Ukrainian duo that is heating up the internet with their lovely renditions of traditional Ukrainian folk songs like that one. That was Helena Kureshko and Maxim Berezhnyuk with Rozvevaisya Suhi Dube and that is a song about reviving the Cossack spirit symbolically represented by a dry oak. And I'd encourage you to follow Helena's Facebook page if you're on Facebook and she posts a lot of great stuff there. Again, Helena Kureshko and Maxim Berezhnyuk with Rozvevaisya Suhi Dube. And before them, you heard the Volin Ukrainian Song and Dance Company with a beloved uh, Ukrainian song. Actually, it's a Polish song that uh, Ukrainians adopted and could possibly even say appropriated and uh, kept for our own. Hey Sokole, which translates as Hey Falcons. Here's what's coming up this week in Vancouver's Ukrainian community. From May 25th until June 4th, come and watch the theatrical show First Métis Man of Odessa at the Kulch. It is a true story about Matt and Maria's love in the face of the pandemic and Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Tickets are available at 604-251-1363. Once again, it's 604-251-1363. Or the website thecult.com. Tickets price starts from $25. The show will be played at the Historic Theatre at 1895 Venable Street in Vancouver. The first Métis Man of Odessa is on from May 25th until June 4th with show times at 7.30pm and 2pm. For more details, please visit thecult.com. On Saturday, June 3rd, Take advantage of the opportunity to enjoy the Ukrainian Dnipro Choir of Edmonton and a special guest Anna Sagalova's piano playing. This fundraising concert for Ukraine takes place at 501 
Fourth Avenue in New Westminster on June 3rd at 7 p.m. There are two options for tickets. You can have a Ukrainian dinner, drinks and desserts included for $75 or drinks and desserts included for $30. To purchase tickets for the concert, please get in touch with Irina at 778-927-6436. One more time, it's 778-927-6436. Come and join us at the Holy Eucharist Cathedral in New Westminster on June 3rd at 7 p.m. to enjoy the concert and help fundraising for Ukraine. On Wednesdays, tune in to the Nanaimo edition of Nash Holos, which can be heard in the Vancouver listening area at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on CHLY 101.7 FM on the radio dial and streaming online at chly.ca. And at 6 p.m. Saturday evenings, flip your radio dial right back here to AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver or catch the live stream at am1320.com for another hour of Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Please send us your suggestions, dedications, and requests. Your comments are always welcome. In between broadcasts, visit our Facebook page and for audio archives, transcripts, podcast feed, and a link to our Patreon site where you can support our work if you like, visit our website at www.nashholos.com. Up next, the inimicable Mickey and Bunny with a blast from the past, Julida. <laughs> Радію ви слухаєте радіопрограму «Наш голос» радіо Кринського коріння на радіостанції АМ-1320 CHMBU місті Венковері. На жаль, ми вже скінчили нашу програму, вже час додому і сказати до побачення, але перед тим я хочу залишити вас такими словами мудрості. Війна, напевно, буде як два дурні себе стріни. And our proverb of the week translates as when two idiots meet, there is certain to be war. And with that, we've come to the end of another edition of Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. Just a reminder that the Nanaimo edition of Nash Holos can be heard in the Vancouver listening area on CHLY 101.7 FM and streaming online at chly.ca. And that's every Wednesday from 11 a.m. until 12 noon. If you miss the on-air or live stream broadcasts, the podcast link is available at our website, www.nashholos.com, and you can also subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. Again, the website is www.nashholos.com. Well, our time is up, so to take us to the end of our program, we'll dance our way home with Prairie Crocus and the Ukrainian old-timers. I'm Pavlina on behalf of all of us here at Nash Holos and AM1320. Thanks for listening and Dobranich!
Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.